Vegetarian Zen, episode numero tres. Roger that, number three. Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. Hey there, Veg Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicki. And I'm Larissa. And today's episode is called Time is on My Side. What we'll be talking about today is one of the biggest issues that, that people have told us when we've asked them, uh, what's, what's the biggest obstacle for you when eating healthy or becoming a vegetarian or vegan? And that is that uh, they'd say that I don't have enough time to plan. Yeah, that's one of them. Right. Yeah. Right. There's, there's other things we'll be talking about, but today we're going to talk about the time issue. Right. And so people will say, well, I don't have time to plan meals. It takes more time to plan healthy meals, or I don't um, have time to, to prepare everything because preparing fresh food takes longer. Um, so we'll be talking about some ways to save time in the kitchen when you're preparing meals, uh, working in time to exercise and then also how to make better use of your time overall. And Vicki's got some excellent productivity tips that she uses, and she'll be talking a lot about that. I'm excited to talk about that one. I know you are. <laughs> she's a productivity geek, but she's so good at it. And then productivity, talking about productivity, uh, is really important to us as we've been working together as a, as a couple, but also as a, a partnership in, in starting this, this business. Because we want to make sure that we're, we're not counting our, quote, work time as our personal time as well. Yeah, it's really easy to think that, oh, I've spent all day with Larissa today. But even just talking about today, today's a Sunday. We have some things we do Sunday morning to kind of chill out and relax. But really, we haven't spent any time together today. Even though we've been talking a lot, we've been talking about planning for today's episode right right exactly that's how we spent um most of this afternoon so far and we did sleep in a little bit so that you know kind of cut into that time uh this morning but by the time we made breakfast and and cleaned up and and then we went right into to discussing to discussing this episode we had our meeting our family we had meeting our, yeah or we had our, our business meeting right say, business yeah. meeting um so we do work a lot together, but we also make sure that we designate times when we turn off all the devices, the computers, the iPad, the iPhone, anything like that, um, video games, a it's candy so, crush. It's so tempting. <laughs> it is so tempting. <laughs> um, words with friends, and we turn off all of that and just do something together. We'll watch a movie. We'll play a game. Um, for example, last night, it was Saturday night, and so we, we worked in the evening, and then we turned everything off, and we crawled into bed. I guess it was about, what, 10.30? Mm-hmm. So it was a little late for us, but we, it was Saturday, so what the heck. <laughs> um, we turned everything off, we crawled into bed, and we watched uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. And anybody who knows us knows that we're true horror fans, and but we also appreciate the campy stuff. And this was it was really entertaining, so we enjoyed it. So, good quality time. Yep. So what else? Uh, what else are we working on? Oh, so this Tuesday we will be attending with the intent of joining the San Antonio Vegetarian Society meeting 
and that is going to be at China Garden. And of course, as we were recording this, it hasn't happened yet. But as you're going to listen to this, it's already happened. Right. So um, if you're from San Antonio, something you might look into attending. Uh, we're going to be talking about the what we learned from there and the update. I, I imagine we're going to join. Right. And want to check uh, yeah. it out first, but um, right. And then so in our next podcast, we'll we'll kind of give an update of of how that how that experience was, the types of people we met, and the how the meeting was, and and you know kind of what we're looking forward to expecting from being a member members of that organization. Um, and they're also it's it's really nice. Every this is their monthly meeting, and you know it's it's open to uh, members and also to guests. And then you know you're welcome to join. And every month they have their meeting at a, a vegetarian or either a vegetarian slash vegan restaurant or one that's vegetarian vegan friendly. And this month they'll be at uh, China Garden in King William District. Again, for if you're in San Antonio, you know what we're talking about. But um, they, it said on their um, Facebook page that China Garden is, is very vegan friendly. And so they have an a awesome sounding menu. It's a, a Thai coconut curry and lemongrass tofu. And there's, there's a good menu that they've got planned. So it's, it sounds mm-hmm. really, really good. <clears throat> so we'll have an update on uh, next, week, uh, next podcast about what we learned there. The other thing that's coming up that we are going to be posting. So even though you've, you're hearing this and this is already occurred but this is labor uh, i'm sorry memorial day weekend i always mix those two up memorial day weekend and one of the things that i used to love to do that i have missed quite a bit is grilling i used to grill probably weekly for larissa and i and of course that was meat and now i was in fact i almost gave my grill away because once we became vegetarians but i was very encouraged to see some awesome recipes on grilling vegetables and fruits uh, on the grill. So I, we are going to be sharing those on our Facebook page and probably a few links from our our uh, website as well. Right. So very excited for that because that is something I have not explored yet. We did do a little bit of grilling like side vegetables. Right, um, when we were still eating meat. Yeah, but it was um, mostly it's, it's like... As a, yeah, it's, it's, a it's different. different now. These are actual meals of... Uh, with the primary right. and, and Vicky being... always did corn, which was just amazing. That's right. like my favorite, favorite corn. Um, and uh, so we'll be posting, I'll be, especially with summer coming on and, it, you know, major grilling season, of course, in San Antonio and South Texas, it's always grilling season because <laughs> it's always shorts weather. Um, but I'll, we'll be working on some new recipes to, to add to the website as well. So I'll be looking out for those. Um, and then just one little side note on our grill, like our fireplace, the grill, I'm not allowed to touch. So I may be finding recipes or may, or creating, re- but Vicky's the one who does that grill. I'm not allowed to touch it. Um, I don't know that I've ever even cleaned it more than about twice. And I'm sure you're so disappointed. I in that. am very disappointed <laughs> that I'm not cleaning it every week. But um, yeah, that's grilling is her thing, and she's really good at it. So we'll she'll be she'll be talking more about grilling, and then I'll be posting recipes. So so uh, be looking for that. All right, so let's go ahead and get started with our main topic today, which is time is on my side, and that is time saving tips for. We're going to start with healthy eating. Right. So basically what we have is is time-saving tips when you're preparing meals. And as Vicky mentioned earlier, it everything does take some time, especially during the week when you get going with work and school or whatever you got going on. I mean, it's so easy to just 
And this was a big thing for us is to go through a fast food restaurant and get something mm-hmm. that's not healthy. Nachos. Nachos, pizza. Pizza is mm-hmm. an pizza. easy one, especially because they can deliver it. Right. Um, and other things like that. Or or not even that, even just, just getting a lot of prepared foods and keeping them here, um, like macaroni and cheese and stroganoff and beef stroganoff stuff. stuff that yes frozen stuff even though we found some pretty decent frozen stuff it's still not really good for you even the organic right um they're they don't compare to you actually right. making it yourself read the read the labels and you'll you'll see exactly what we're talking about so there are some things that that you can do to cut down on the time that you spend in the kitchen preparing your meals uh for example when when you're cooking grains or pasta make extra that way you can i mean you can make a double batch of rice in the same time that it takes to make a regular right and if you're worried about well if i make extra i might eat extra as soon as you make it and you serve yourself a portion just put the rest of it immediately in a Mm -hmm. in a um, container and then put it in the refrigerator right right similar to what we do when we eat out is we'll go and and order and then a lot of times we'll get a takeout container as soon as our food comes that way you separate it, put it away, and then it's out of your sight. Um, so make extra. That way you'll you'll have it and you can use it for multiple recipes. And that way if you're planning, if you if you're a planner and you like to plan your meals a week ahead, you know, um, that's a good way to do it too. Is plan say, okay, this week I'm gonna make, you know, three rest three meals with that that have pasta. So I know I need, you know, X amount of pasta. So make that amount. And planning might be a bit overambitious sometimes, though, because we have tried. I've even bought us apps because I'm a total application uh, iPhone app geek. I buy a lot of them. Um, I've even tried buying us one that would help us plan, and it is very difficult. It's difficult. It is hard. So uh, then the, the next tip is when you're buying fresh vegetables because you still do need to be eating you need to be eating a lot of fresh veggies and fruits but when you're buying them if you're very busy choose ones that don't require a lot of extra prep for example things that don't need peeling like summer squash like pineapples uh, and pineapple <laughs> fresh pineapples <laughs> yeah uh, just whack off the sides and you're done um uh, summer squ- some of our favorites are summer squash tomatoes leeks Mushrooms. We use mushrooms in a lot, a lot of things. Um, peppers, celery, green beans, any of the leafy greens, anything that's basically just wash and cut. They're usually, if they're something like that, that's easy to prep, they're usually also easier to cook mm. and faster. Um, the next thing is choose vegetables that cook quickly. Uh, potatoes are yummy. Uh, but they're also starchy, and but they but they take longer to cook. So any of your root vegetables, potatoes, le- um, uh, beets, carrots, generally will take longer to cook and need extra prep. So like peeling. And then here's a big one for us: is use what you have. A big one that we're not always very good at. We're not, and we've tried numerous strategies to make this more effective and. As we find strategies that will help, we will definitely be sharing them. When we're able to incorporate it, it works very well. Mm-hmm. I mean, because the biggest thing is we're not wasting food, and it also helps with the with cut down the time. But my biggest thing is I hate to waste food. Right, right. And our one of our problems has been that stuff gets hidden in the back of the refrigerator, and then we by the time we find it, it's it's too far on to use. 
Yeah, and because we use a lot of fresh vegetables, we have our refrigerators looks very full. Mm-hmm. So it's very easy to lose sight of. I I even heard there's like these new refrigerators coming out. They're like smart refrigerators. Have you heard about those? Yeah, that, that they can I, like you can plug in when you buy something. I right. think it like tracks. For you, you do that manually. You have that that board for us on the right. on the refrigerator. Yeah, that doesn't always but, work either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work. But well, always. I think we keep up with it for a while. And then yeah. it, but like expiration dates and such. But I guess the the primary point is to make sure that you're looking in there to see what you already have because that will just cut down on your prep time that much more. Right. Exactly. So I try to if you know if I've bought zucchini if I if we bought zucchini at the farmers market on Saturday and it's Wednesday, and I see that I still have zucchini in there, hey, I need to make, you know, zucchini patties, or I need to make zucchini uh, lasagna or enchiladas or something that will use those, because they, they're not going to stay good past another, you know, day or so. So, and when you do this, you will find that it's much easier to plan meals, because uh, it's a lot easier to, to look in your pantry or fridge first, and then figure out what to make, then sitting down and taking an hour or more to find a week's worth of recipes, make sure you have all the ingredients, go buy what you don't have, and then make everything. You know, even if you're doing this daily, it's still, you know, you, you've got to plan for the week at least so you know you have everything you need. Right. And that also leads to the last point that you have is, we have is that you want to keep meals simple. I think we we got really try to get really fancy with a lot of these recipes, and then we ended up buying a whole bunch of stuff that we even forgot what we bought it for, and so it went bad. and And the real the reality is, if it's something too complicated, you're just not going to make it. As and, ambitious as you are throughout mm-hmm. the week, you're just not going to do it. And I'm very guilty of that because I you know I read uh, magazines and I read I get these um, newsletters in my my mail my email all the time with recipes and I'm subscribed to so many of them and I love trying new recipes but so many of them I'll like oh my gosh that looks so good I got to try this and then I'll buy stuff you know during the week but then we get busy and we come home tired or we have we have something else come up and we can't I can't do it and then I forget about it and then I'm like oh okay I'll just try it next time and then everything goes to waste yeah and there's nothing wrong with trying them but save it for the weekends if Mm -hmm. you can save those for weekends or special occasions and if you try it on the weekends what makes it really uh good is that you if you make a little bit extra then you have some of that left over for the upcoming week right Right. That's that's the good thing about weekends is if you have a little extra time, use it. Use it to, you know, cook some rice or cook, uh, make an, uh, enchiladas and make extra. Or the same thing with pasta or, or lasagna or whatever, just make extra. Um, and then, by the way, those freeze well also. Mm-hmm. So that's another option is freezing. Um, make a double batch of lasagna and freeze it. The next thing about keeping things simple is to cook by day of the week. And a lot I know a lot of people who do this. Mm-hmm. And it really does work. And it does help. Unless you're someone who just gets super sick of, you know, eating the same thing, um, then this will work. Yeah. And, you know, there was a kind of double-edged sword with... In a previous podcast, I alluded to the fact that Larissa and I had lost about 100 pounds together. And... When we started, we started on a what do you call it? A popular like, it was weight a popular loss, weight plan. loss plan that we started on, 
And it, while it was good and it helped us to get started for sure, and I would never say anything really bad about it overall because it helped us right, to get it, started right. and on, down the healthy track uh, because I was convinced that I could not drop any weight, but this really proved me wrong. One of the things that I liked and didn't like about it was the fact that your meals were planned out for you. Mm-hmm. The like part, the part I liked about that was that I didn't have to think about it at all. Mm-hmm. And that led to everything was very portion control, controlled and that I didn't have to think about it. Right. So and you, you know, you go and, and you buy a week's worth of your, your food. And then all you go to the store for was, you know, some fresh veggies and fruits to supplement that and just, just a few other things. So in that sense, yes, it was very good. And, and that helped me too, because yeah, we didn't have to think about it. Right. I mean, Monday we picked, we picked our meals for the week, you know, we picked our menu. And then, so we look at the little calendar and it says Monday, you know, Vicky has, uh, spinach enchiladas for lunch and I had a chicken burger or something like that. Yeah, and they would repeat throughout the week too, mm-hmm. so we were having it a few times during the week. Right. right. So that was obviously a plus, but it was also a minus in the sense that you could get bored of it pretty quickly. Right. It took us a few months before we actually got pretty bored of it and started making our own variations. And then, again, one of the primary reasons we came off of it though was looking at the back of the box and noticing all of the additives and preservatives and all of that right um so yes so that was a that was a good thing and a bad thing um but uh getting back to days of the week we we have a a little thing that we do in our house and everybody every family has their own little traditions you know maybe friday night is pizza night or when i was growing up we had uh occasionally we would have seafood night and no that wasn't fish and shrimp but it was, and this is when we were older. I mean, obviously it wasn't when we were really little. My mom would say, okay, tonight, seafood night. Um, you Whatever you see, you can eat as long as you fix it and you clean it up. So that was seafood night. Um, but, you know, and other people have other, other traditions like that. Well, we have Wednesday night, paranormal nacho night. And that is, <laughs> it sounds really silly, but it's it's something that we've done for years now. Yeah. And that's that's and it's Vicky's. gotten healthier over the years, so it that's has. good. <laughs> it has, that, but that's Vicky's night. Um, she's a, a huge fer- paranormal fan. Every Wednesday on the Sci-Fi Channel, they have all their paranormal shows, Ghost Hunters, and all the other ones. Haunted Collector. Ha- Haunted Collector. So, for years now, since those have really started, you know, being on, we've done nachos. And when I was still working across town, there was a little Mexican restaurant that I would stop and pick up uh, chicken fajita nachos from there. Yeah, that probably had a million calories. Yeah. They were good. They were awesome. (laughs) But uh, so I would pick those up every Wednesday on my way home. So now that we're not eating meat, we do healthy nacho night or we'll do tostadas or uh, chalupas. So bean and cheese. A lot more vegetables. Yes, a lot more vegetables, <laughs> uh, beans, cheese. Um, sometimes we'll use the, the veggie crumbles, the frozen ones. One of the other things that has helped us quite a bit is just to have some pantry staples, some things that are very easy to combine. It works with juices as well, so I shouldn't say just pantry, so refrigerator or freezer staples also. As I mentioned in one of our previous podcasts, Juicing, you can be very creative with it because once you get the basics down, you can mix and match things and pretty much make something that's not, or make something that's good. Make something that's not totally effective. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, well, it is possible to do that. It is. It's very possible. Like you don't want to juice mushrooms or no. something like that. But you, you, uh, there are some basic things that you can mix together, and the same thing is true for your pantry. So some shelf stable staples that we keep are, um, and these are things that are they provide the base for a lot of healthy meals, and they're usually, like Vicky said, easy to prepare. And can be prepared in larger quantities, as we discussed earlier. So rice and pasta. Uh, so some of the things that we keep in our pantry are a variety of noodles and pasta. So for for or uh, Asian cooking, we keep rice noodles or uh, chow mein there noodles. There are so many types. Again, that's one of the things that when I became a vegetarian, I didn't even realize. We used to have like spaghetti and macaroni. That was it, yep. right? Pretty much. And Yep. And now there, I have discovered so many different types of noodles, and they're good. Right, and I, I didn't realize that there were so many different types of noodles for cooking, for doing stir fry or, or Asian dishes. I mean, it's amazing. There's, there's so many. I think in our pantry right now, we've probably got four different types just for stir fry, and that just, yeah, that just blows my mind. And then pasta, and of the, you know, of course, the most important thing when you're looking at pasta is stay away from the white flour. And so we do have some whole wheat pasta, but we also discovered something truly awesome, and that is quinoa pasta. And we just tried it. We we saw it at Whole Foods, and and you know we were trying different things, and so we bought bought a box. And oh, the stuff is amazing! It's all it is is corn flour, organic corn flour, and organic quinoa flour, and it's just so awesome. the The brand that we use is Ancient Harvest, and we'll I'll have a link to that in the show notes. But uh, yeah, I think, and I, I, I like it, and, and Vicky, you agree, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, we were, we're kind of, you know. Iffy. I wasn't big on the wheat pasta, to uh-huh. tell you the truth. And it depends on the brand, mm. but some of the wheat pasta can be a little tough. Yeah, a little bit grainy. tough. But the quinoa pasta is really, really good. It is. And they also have uh, varieties that have the vegetable um, vegetables added. But again, there's no nothing else added. Uh, the, another thing that we keep that I discovered recently is a rice blend that is, it's not, not just plain rice, which is good to have on hand too. We have, I think, three types of rice in our, in our pantry right now. But this is a blend, and it has um, brown rice, lentil, red lentils, I think, flaxseed, and one other, one other grain. And man, that stuff is good. And it cooks in 20 minutes. So that's a really good thing. I usually make extra when we have that, and then it's just it's it's good to eat by itself. But you can pile veggies on it. You can you can mix it with other things and and do stir fries, and it's just amazing. If you like hot cereal, Vicky has a quinoa cereal again quinoa that it's a quinoa rice blend that cooks in three minutes, and she has that for breakfast every morning. It's very good, and I even keep a box at work, although I messed up it the first time I tried. I don't know what I was thinking the first time I tried to make it without reading the instructions, which we all know I'm very good at reading the instructions. Nah. <laughs> uh, but it is very good. It tastes just like cream of wheat. In fact, if you were to, if you have kids and you were to put it in their bowl and just tell them it was cream of wheat, there's no, I mean, mm-hmm. not that I'm encouraging you to lie to your children. <laughs> But yeah, they wouldn't but. tell the difference because I really I like cream of wheat and when I first saw this cereal I was like, Oh, okay, I'll give it a try and it was it's very good. I have it pretty much every morning. And again, um we'll have that brand. It's Arrowhead Mills and we'll have the brand in the show notes. Uh, a couple more things real real quick and then we'll move on. Is um a variety of, of canned and dried legumes and those would be beans, peas, lentils, um even peanuts. 
peanuts are you know good for a snack but also i like to chop peanuts and put them on my stir fries so you can even see how even with the things the basic things we've already said you can just throw a few together like so i, I live uh, really close to where I work, so I can come home for lunch, and I could just throw some of these things together. Mm-hmm. Especially quickly. if we have rice already cooked right. or something like that, then all all Vicky has to do is is saute some veggies and or steam something and and just toss it all together with some some sauce, and there you go. Right, you got a good lunch. Um, exercise. I'm going to turn this over to the exercise guru. Oh, I wouldn't say that. I'll say the exercise enthusiast. How about the exercise guru in this household? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll take that. Okay. I'll take that. Okay, so exercise. One of the big challenges with exercise that people always complain about is time. When do I have the time to do this? Now, there is a much deeper, I think, philosophical discussion to be had there, but I'm just going to give you some high-level... I.e., that's an excuse. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to give you some high-level uh, tips that I have incorporated that have helped me be far more consistent in my exercise and it's a really good discussion to have because Larissa actually doesn't like to exercise so we she'll go with me a lot of times but I think the primary thing that has helped me to make this more consistent over time has been to a schedule it schedule it with myself and I'm very fortunate that at my work I have a gym we have a gold's gym inside of my actual work campus so it is I will say it's easy but it still takes me you know motivating myself to get there so it's easy as far as that excuse has been eliminated for me right or a lot of right. people who have that right. set up um, so it, that is easy for me to do yeah, yep. and I still have that excuse What's but that? The, that it's really far for me to go to the gym but as of August I won't have that excuse anymore because they're building a gold's gym like less than two miles from our house so ta-da <laughs> <laughs> so i guess i should enjoy that excuse while i have it right no 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 don't that's bad don't don't, don't listen to me uh so scheduling it has helped me be very consistent because i know my lunch time is the time that i go in to work out and that makes it very easy for me to do that but if you don't have a gym at your work you can still schedule time because there was a time where when i was meeting with a personal trainer who was not at my work we had to go to the to the other gym which is about 15 mm-hmm. minutes away from where depending we live, on depending on the traffic. And we were going during a high traffic time, but I was paying for that. In fact, I'd already prepaid for that. So not going meant that I was losing quite a bit of money by not going. So I made sure that that's how I really got myself motivated. But there again, it was scheduled. I already knew. And Larissa knew that we were going at that time. So she was already dressed by the time I got home and ready to go. There was no time to think of excuses. And that was a motivation for me because, um, when she was going, I felt guilty if I wasn't going. <laughs> so, I mean, that got me there. It doesn't matter how you get there. Right. It's that, you know, she was going and I thought, well, you know, I need to be, I need to be doing this. And it worked. It got me there. Whenever you would go and meet with, with Sam, mm-hmm. I would go too. The other thing is, and I mentioned this in a previous podcast, is change what you consider to be exercise. I used to think that if I wasn't getting into the gym for at least two hours every day, what is the point? And that is and really just so an many all or nothing mentality, right? right? So many people have that that mentality, right? So even though I like working out, 
during lunch, sometimes I'm booked back-to-back meetings and I don't have the opportunity to do that. So instead, I'll work out mini workout, I'll work in mini workout sessions. And when I say workout, I'm using air quotes. And that's because, mini, M-I-N-I, not M-A-N-Y. Because I want to, be, because that helps me to make sure that I'm getting something in, even if it's three 10-minute brisk walks. And you can do that pretty easily. I mean, even if you're just going to the break room to go get a, more coffee, hopefully not to get something from the vending machine, but if you're getting something healthy uh, or if you're getting some coffee or something, pick up the pace a little bit and, and move around or um, a little bit more. Or stand up in, in at your desk area and just, even when I'm on meetings because I have a wireless headset, I can walk up and down as opposed to just sitting in my chair. I can walk up and down this little... Um, and wasn't, wasn't there a study done about about that as well? Yeah. About uh, how doing like 10 minutes, what, three times a week? 10-minute um, walk three times per week and then increasing it. Oh, that's right. There was, a, there was a study that I had just recently told you about that was in, I think it was in Vegetarian Times, mm-hmm. where they talked about taking brisk 10-minute walks three times per week and then increasing that to 40 minutes per week actually helped to improve your cognitive cognitive functioning so there are definitely and as as i mentioned also in the previous podcast that i work out a lot for my brain i just feel like i'm much sharper and that i'm much more alert when i've worked out as opposed to on days where i don't work out it takes me a while to really get started right and if anybody ever tells you that they're as brilliant as they need to be and so they don't need to do that, then just laugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and the other the other thing is is to kind of piggyback on what you were saying about taking doing little things is, you know, uh, like you said, walk on breaks at work. Um, also, park at the back of the parking lot. And he, around here in the summer, that's a little bit more of a challenge because when it's 110 degrees, you don't want to park at the back of the parking lot and walk to the store and then walk all the way back. But, you know, when it's cooler, when the weather's nice, make that little extra walk and uh, take the stairs. Stairs are normally inside, so it's air-conditioned. So take the stairs. Don't take the elevator unless you're going to the top of the Tower of the Americas, and then uh, you can probably take the elevator. <laughs> Um, and then just little things like that. There's lots of stuff you can do. But the way I look at it, too, is sometimes I'm not feeling well enough to do a big workout. But if I just get off the couch and do something small, at least I'm off the couch. And I'm moving. You know, my body is moving. The more I can get my body to move. And with, as I mentioned in a, a previous podcast, I do have fibromyalgia and I have lupus. And the exercise mild to moderate exercise has been proven to to help with fibro and with with lupus um you know you don't you definitely don't want to go on a this huge marathon exercise kick if you're not feeling well because that can make it worse but move you know for a while i think i mentioned also i was doing um water aerobics which right. is really gentle and it helps so just just keep moving. Yeah, and also what, there was an app that I sh- that I had shared with Larissa <clears throat> that I use sometimes to mix things into my, or mix up routines within my workouts. It's called You Are Your Own Gym. It's an iPhone app. I'm sure they probably have it for other. Well, I'm not sure. They they 
might have it for other for Android uh, and Android. Um, but there's also an accompanying book that I think outlines this the exercises in here. But what's really cool about it is that it starts with as little as two minutes, one round for exercise, and you don't need any equipment, hence the name, You Are Your Own Gym. So it gives you some resistance and cardio exercises that you can do on your own. It goes from two minutes all the way up to 40 minutes. And you can use this to help you. They have some guided workouts, and then you can also customize your own workouts within the app. I have used it a few times, and I do like it. I don't remember how much it costs. We'll put that in the show notes. It might be $0.99. Cents. It might be free. I think there might be a free version as well. So you you can check that out. And uh, again, that it, going back to you don't necessarily need to be in a gym to get in a workout. Yeah, and the workout the the um, the app is cool. I did use it. I have used it a few times, not extensively, but um, it shows you exactly what to do and it gives you the timer and it's pretty cool. So check it out. All right, so let's transition into healthy mind and productivity. As I mentioned earlier, this is like one of my favorite topics to talk about because productivity, getting my productivity under control has revolutionized my life. And this speaks, This started with me back in about 2010 when I was introduced to a book called Getting Things Done by David Allen. He's got two other books after that called Ready for Anything and Making It All Work. But my favorite by far is Getting Things Done because this, as I mentioned, has completely revolutionized how I work, not only in my career, but also in my personal life. I've done about... 20 presentations throughout my company and have become somewhat of a productivity expert at work uh, just by sharing some of the tips that I've learned through the getting things done methodology and also not just getting things done but oh this is going to sound so geeky but I I subscribe to Time Management Magazine. (laughs) Geek! So, yeah, well, but you know what? There's hey, a lot of good things in what, there that I really... You, <laughs> I'll tell you what, the all the stuff that, that you do with that has... It, it's revolutionized your life, but it's also revolutionized mine. By, by being with you and living with you and working with you, you know, you've taught me so much. And I may not always be the best on follow-through, and I may get distracted and... And get off of you know the course of what I'm supposed to be doing, but you've introduced me to so many things that I would not have otherwise. Yeah. So, and I'm sorry, our cats are like parading, like <laughs> like charging through the house. So um, they're playing. They're playing, and Vicky will do the best she can to to <laughs> kind of. And they're entertaining as well. Yeah, they so. are. So if we laugh. Well, anyways, getting back to what I was saying, I I don't want to think though that when I say that I've become an expert or even in what I'm describing here that I've become really anal about it because I think if anything, it's allowed me to loosen up quite a bit. So I'm going to share some of my tips with you and what you're going to, what I hope you get out of it is that when you nail down some of these pesky little things that we all have kind of flying at us throughout our day, that it actually enables you to find more time within your day to do other things, things that you deem as important that we always seem to be putting on the back burner, like prepping for meals and working out and spending time with your family and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So that's why I wanted to share this with you guys, because I think this is, this is uh, there are some tips here that can help free up some time to spend on other things. So one of the first keys, I mean, I think when you open up getting things done, one of the first things that the author talks about 
when he talks about his methodology, which, by the way, is nothing really revolutionary, he even admits this, that this is nothing. These, these tips that he outlines in his book are really practical. What he's really done is just taken a lot of best practices and put them together. So the first tip that he recommends is writing everything down. That is something that not too many people do. They all, they try to keep things in their head. I know I did. I used to try to remember things. And it's funny because as you hear people talking about, oh, my memory's so bad, but it's really not so much that as that we just try to pile all this information into our brains and it has to purge some things. Mm-hmm. And so when you're when you write everything down, it does a couple of things. First of all, it kind of releases your brain from that responsibility, which is a huge stress reliever. When I first started practicing getting things done, I just started I just, just did this huge mind purge and just started writing everything down that had been on my mind from things at work, big projects that I needed to be working on and tasks to fixing something in the house that I knew needed to be fixed. I mean, dusting the air vents. That was one of the things I remember that would bug me. I'd see some dust accumulated on the vents. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's one of those things, oh, I'll remember to do it next time. I'll remember to do it next time. But I started just writing everything down. And what that allowed, the other thing that allowed me to do is it objectifies all of your tasks so that you can engage with them and put a certain level of priority around them that you are not able to do when you, they're all stored in your brain. Right, and I'm like the biggest... I'm so guilty of that is saying, oh, yeah, I need to do that. And then, you know, by the time I get to where I have time to do something, I'm like, oh, oh what am I going to do? You know, so it really does help to write everything down. It does because you're like, you're putting yourself, when you're when you're trying to remember all these things, it's almost like you're, I hate to overuse this analogy, but you're really in, in the forest, not above the forest. So you're just seeing tree, 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 you know, coming at you, all these tasks that are coming at you. But you're not able, when you, when you write everything down, you're giving yourself this bird's eye view over all of your stuff so you can decide what you work on next. I think that's a really good analogy. That's a really good way to look at it. Okay, the other thing, and this next point that I want to make, you have to be very careful with this because there is a difference between being busy and being productive. But another best practice from getting things done is getting into the habit of regularly getting your inboxes to zero. And when I say inboxes, I'm not just referring to email, although that is one but inboxes can really mean anywhere that you receive input. So if it's voicemail, if it's physical mail in your mailbox, like who still gets out, right? <laughs> <laughs> but physical mail, whatever it might be, getting your inboxes to zero on a regular basis. I've had folks come up to me and say, I cannot tell you how much doing that just how much better I feel having just done that because it's common at my work that people will have hundreds of emails there because they don't necessarily know what to do with them. Have they, you seen my personal email lately? Yes. I think I'm up to like 1,100. Yeah. So Because you're not, really what it is, an inbox should really be seen, any inbox, but let's just use email as an example. Any inbox should be seen as the place where you're collecting your stuff, but then you need to triage it to where it belongs so that you know so that you're uh, acting upon it accordingly. And sometimes that means not acting on it, right? Right. And the analogy I use with folks is when you think about your f- your physical email box, you would never just go up to your physical email box. Uh, I'm sorry, your physical mailbox. You would never go up to your physical mailbox and look inside, pull out 
the short stack that's in there, I'm sure, if there's anything, and say, okay, that's junk, 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 bill, letter, letter. <laughs> <laughs> junk. Why does that junk, tickle you so much? <laughs> I miss that, actually. I, I, love, I love the art of letter writing, but um, yeah. So anyways, uh, you wouldn't say, look at all this stuff, and then go, okay, and then just stick it back in your mailbox, right? I mean, you take it out. Right. Granted, it might just make it to your kitchen table, but right. at least that you're taking it out of your inbox, right? The place where you received it. Right. And if you're like us, which we've gotten better at this, though, we recycle the junk and we'll put the bills with the bills and mm-hmm. the reference material with the reference material just to file. So when you have your actions separated like that, then uh, then you're in a better place to be able to act rather than if everything's just piled together. And that's how people's email boxes get, which leads to stress, mm-hmm. especially at work, because I know people tell me, oh, I just feel like I'm just missing something mm-hmm. big because it's probably trapped there in my like your example, 1,100 emails. Well, and it's very overwhelming to look at that and say, oh, my God, i got 1,100 emails. I'll deal with it later. Right. And then later, it's 1,200. And then later, it's 1,300. And then it's full, and you get people complaining, you know, your email's bouncing because there's no more room. But, um, it, yeah, it is. And, and when, you, when, when I start to go through it, I do feel better. Um, but I think I may be at the point now where I just need to purge. I don't yeah, know. I'm there's scared a thing called to email that. bankruptcy that I don't advise to people at work, although I do have advised some folks uh, kind of a backup version of it, meaning that they have a folder that just says temp or something, and they just move all it when it's been like several hundred and it would take them forever to get through there. Um, I advise them to move everything into there. And most of the time, they delete that within mm-hmm. a few days because they realize that if they just don't need it, it anymore. It's like clothes. If you haven't worn it in a year, give it away. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But what the cautionary point that I wanted to make about this, though, is that when you first get to this level of Inbox Zero, you can become a little bit obsessed with it because it feels so darn good the first <laughs> time you get there. And so I know I was. you can constantly chase your tail by working on your inbox all day and that's the difference between busy work and productivity and true productivity being productive in fact larissa and i have reminders set up on our phones that every i think it's like three times three a day times right a day. we set up reminders on our uh, alarms on our phone to flash a message certain times of the day that say are you being busy or are you being productive and busy is so easy to or get active. caught are what's being- that are you being, mine, I think mine says, are you being active or productive? Oh, I think mine says, are you busy or productive? Because, again, busy work doesn't necessarily mean that you're being productive. Busy work could be something that you occupy your time with to keep you from being productive. And chasing your email all through the day is definitely one of those things. So you don't want to do that. Um, well, it's just like with um, with an actual inbox. Like we have our two baskets downstairs. And if you... If you take stuff out of it and shuffle through it and then move some of it to another box, you're not doing anything with it. You're just moving it to another box. That's just being busy. Right. That's just busy work. Right. You know, if you do something with it, like, okay, this is a bill. If you pay the bill, then you're being productive. Is that correct? That's right. Absolutely right. Because that's something you need to be doing. Mm -hmm. Um, But even at that, the other thing, and that kind of leads to my last point here, that one of the things that has helped me to be more productive and find more time is to actually use blocks of time and really schedule things uh, for myself. And I mentioned this with exercise. Exercise is one, but 
I was talking to Larissa recently about, I said, you know, some of, sometimes some of my least productive days are days that should really be productive. They're when I don't have anything planned. No meetings. If I'm at work and I don't have any meetings, you would think, oh, I could get a lot done today. But if you don't schedule certain things throughout the day, those productive chunks of time, then you can easily get caught up in busy work. So I could be sitting at my desk doing stuff, but I could easily get caught up in chasing my email, working on things that just don't even need to be done right away. Get onto rabbit trails. Exactly. Going down rabbit trails. Ooh, this this article just came out on our website, and let me read that real quick and all that. And that's not to say you can't do that, but what you want to try to do is make sure that you're identifying those things that you need to get done for that day and then actually scheduling blocks of time. Right. So you could, you could technically, I guess, schedule rabbit trail time. Exactly right. Okay. I'm going to take, I need a half hour break in between this meeting and this meeting. So, you know, I have a meeting that ends at 1130. So from 1130 to 12, I'm just going to let myself, you know, read an article. And if it takes me to another one, that's okay. You know, just kind of do that for half an hour. And then half an hour, okay, I've got a meeting at noon. So that's the end of that. So it's not that you go or even if you don't have a meeting at noon, you say, okay, from 1130 to 12, I'm going to work on this. And then from 12 to one, I'm going to go exercise or, you know, something like that. Right. So you end that time your rabbit trail time. You don't leave it open-ended. That's right. And the thing that also helps you do is to feel like when you close that day or that work day, when I leave the office for that day, I actually feel like I did something. You know, there can be times where I leave tired, like, oh, I, you know, I still, I did a lot of stuff, but I didn't really do anything, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. (laughs) Meaning that I didn't really hit those big things that I had intended to hit. Yeah, and and I I do that too, and and you know we have two different, completely different work scenarios. I work from home now. Um, my job ended. I left my my job, and I'm full time entrepreneur now, uh, so I'm here. But again, you know I have days where I have this huge to do list, and I put to do list in quotes, and I've done by the end of the day, I've I know I've done so much stuff. You know, because I remember moving around and doing stuff, but there's not a whole lot checked off my list. Right. That's because I was busy and I wasn't productive. And you don't feel good because about the things you did because you know they weren't necessarily always the things that, or always the things that needed to be done. Right, exactly. So I think that what's important is that you're, you aren't being too anal with it either. So you don't want to be too obsessed with every minute. But when I have found that when I block, chunks of time and say, this is the time that I'm going to be um, working on task X or project Mm -hmm. X, that more likely than not, I am going to be able to accomplish that. Mm -hmm. I I was recently introduced to an app, again, going back to I love apps, that um, is free and that I wanted to share with you all. And it's called 3030. It's 30 in, in the iTunes store. It's 30 forward slash 30. And this is awesome for that's the number 30 not 30 right yes thank you for clarifying that 30 30 um it's awesome for blocking those chunks of time out and it takes a little bit to get used to the user interface because uh it there is a little bit of a trick to adding tasks and and scheduling your day but it doesn't but take that long the instructions are good the instructions are very good and it doesn't take long and in fact uh, it's free but we went ahead and bought the little 
I think there's like 144 icons Little or something icons, because yeah. I did find it valuable and I always like to support things that I find valuable. So I wanted to, even though we didn't necessarily need the icons, it's yeah. cute. And it was 4.99. Yeah, it's 4.99 for, for all 144. And it has all the different icons for different tasks. Right. And, yeah. And so you can use that to help you block chunks of time, and it will actually set an when you hit start, it will. Uh, uh, set an alarm for you like if i say for example recording this podcast we turned off the alarm because we didn't want it going off during the middle of the podcast but um i had blocked off an hour and it, it would start kind of running and when it starts running um, or a better example maybe preparing for this podcast right so we had a little meeting to prepare for the podcast at 30 minutes it made us stay i put 30 minutes it made us stay very focused because mm-hmm. we knew we couldn't go off on any trails because we were gonna that alarm was gonna come up at the end of 30 minutes right and you know uh, vicky even glanced at it a few times and you can and she you told me okay well you know we got to move on because because we were kind of doing a dry run of of everything that we were going to talk about and she said well you got to move on because um there's 15 minutes left on the timer right so that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was really cool. So I really liked it. There are probably other apps or other things out there you can use. Of course, you can just use your timer on your computer or on your phone to help you as well if you don't want to take a look at that app or, or you don't have an iPhone. But um, anyways, there's there. the point is, is that scheduling blocks of time for things, even if it's leisure time, if I say, so my blocks of time end at eight o'clock tonight i mean spend time with larissa until we you know from eight to ten thirty or whatever when we go to bed that's that's mm-hmm. still i make sure to get that in right okay so i think that should do it for today um we appreciate you listening and we will talk to you again soon all right well see you later hey veg centers thanks so much for joining us today Please be sure to visit our website at www.vegetarianzen.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Facebook forward slash Vegetarian Zen or on Twitter at Vegetarian Zen. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.